welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition brought to you by me, Wes Ibarra at Offsea Sport. Thank you for joining me tonight, tuning in, spending your Friday night with me to recap tonight's big game against the Purdue Boilermakers. Before we get into it, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, ratings, reviews. Uh, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to the project. It keeps me motivated to keep making content like this for you all. Uh, once again, share the podcast to friends, family, colleagues, anyone that is down to join the Sports Talk Conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms, and Offsea Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. Here we are. About an hour and a half away from tip-off at the time of this recording for the big game. And the big game is against the Purdue Boilermakers sitting at 7-0. Depending on who you ask, they're the second best team in America. I personally think they're the best team in America. And by goodness, I mean, there's a lot of magnitude going around a town if you really are invested in this basketball team. And by this basketball team, I mean the Northwestern Wildcats. Um, I did say that in the recap show for the Northern Illinois game that, in a way, it is kind of unfair to our cats, right, to be playing a top five team this early in the year and having a conference game sandwiched in between the non-conference games because the team still has a handful of non-conference games left. However, um, with the way that the Cats have been performing uh, throughout the non-conference schedule, minus the tip-off uh, tournament championship game against Mississippi State, the team has shown that they can win games, whether it's a grinded-out game or a game that they know that they can have pretty much in the back of their pocket. And, of course, I've been saying it all week, really, that this is the biggest test for this team uh, because, you know, this is going to be a, a NCAA tournament team no matter what, the, the Boilermakers, right? Because they are a top five team in the country. They arguably have the best player in all of college basketball right now in uh, Zach Eady, right? He decided to return for another season and not go to the pro level. And shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already like regarded as the top center in all of basketball, uh, for college basketball at least. So the team will have their hands full. Right. Because, you know, there's all this hype. There's all this, um, you know, all the success that comes with Purdue basketball, whether it's Zach Eady or the coach uh, Matt Painter. Right. They've been always the team to represent the Big Ten quite well in the college basketball realm. Uh, that being said, I mean, the one thing about um, this game or I shouldn't say an hour and a half before I dive on it. I'm sorry for going all over the place but this game's actually at eight o'clock tonight so we're two and a half hours away but still that's ample time for us to talk about this game and get ready for the game when it actually occurs on big 10 network and i believe the radio call is 7 20 a.m chicago let me double check that for you real fast yes it is 7 20 a.m wgn so here we go yeah i mean crazy crazy to think that our guys are going to play the number one team in the country uh, this early in the year. But yeah, you know, it's going to be really, really hype. I wouldn't be surprised if Welsh Ryan Arena sold out tonight. Mixture of the student body, Northwestern faithful, uh, and the um, Purdue visiting fans, right? I will be definitely tuned in on this game uh, remotely, of course, um, 
through uh, Big Ten Network and the radio uh, call. I'm excited to just even think about it, right? Just the fact that we're already playing, we've already, or to be honest, we've been playing a handful of tournament quality games after six games already, but man, none more than this one, right? And shoot, it's 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 just crazy to think that we're seeing them again after beating them twice in the regular season last year, right? So last year, if you remember, the Cats won 64-58. Uh, against Purdue, and I think that was at home, while the Purdue was also number one at the time. And shoot, that was a crazy, crazy time just because, uh, you know, the Cats were still coming off like a bad 2022, 2023 year, or no, 2021, 2022 year, right? And, um, you know, Things were starting to finally click for this team, and having that actual win, uh, it, it really was really remarkable at the time. And I think, you know, it's crazy too, and because Purdue is looking to get revenge, right? Because besides the the one uh, win at uh, at Welsh Ryan Arena, uh, there was also an instance where the Wildcats beat the Boilermakers on their home court. So it, it's crazy to think that the Cats beat a number one team twice. And, um, you know, we would hope that it would happen again this time around, uh, especially with uh, most of the Cats coming back from that team that beat them with Barnheiser, Bowie, Nicholson, Ty Berry, right? And these guys are obviously... Now the centerpieces of the program going into tonight. So they know a thing or two about how Purdue likes to play. And of course, um, Nicholson, the center, has already an idea of how to play Zach Eady. Now, will it be a shutdown? Not necessarily, but at least I don't think so. But I think Nicholson can give Eady trouble, right? And I think the front court for the Cats can give the front court of Purdue trouble. Uh, sure, you can argue that when the Cats beat them, they were using different players at the time, and you know Matt Painter threw a different lineup that probably Northwestern's lineup at that time could exploit. But you know, a win is a win, right? And since these guys, the Cats, have seen some of these Boilermakers before, right? At least they have an idea of how to beat them. So going into more of the numerical details of the game, right? Purdue is coming off a really big win against uh, Texas Southern. And that's not a surprise, right? They're undefeated. They're 7-0. But they really did have their hands full against ranked teams, right? They beat Gonzaga 73-63. Beat Tennessee. 71 to 67 and barely escaped Marquette 78 to 75 and the rankings from those three teams are 11 7 and 4 respectively so each time they played a better opponent it got tougher now of course Northwestern is unranked going into this game and you know I'm not trying to say that well, maybe I am. You know, I think this Northwestern team can really give a lot of trouble to um, this Purdue team tonight. And as 
as long as the defense is there, I feel like if the Cats' defense does show up tonight, it will be a defensive struggle. Uh, like, you, lo you look at last year's game, it was a very low-scoring game. It was 64-58, to 58, right? You limit Purdue to 58 points, and that team is capable of scoring maybe double that on a good night, right? I mean, they scored 99 in their last time out against Texas Southern, and they scored in the 70s against teams that were nationally ranked. So holding that team to, let's just say for sake of the conversation, if they could hold this Purdue team to 75 points, that is a, or un, or under, that is a really good night defensively. Now it's just a matter of how much offense that they can crack. So, of course, uh, with the teams against uh, better records, they were on pace, right? Scoring in the 60s or the 70s with them. And then, of course, you know, you have like this most recent game with Texas Southern where they only put up 67. However, going back to the teams that are tournament caliber, right, they kept pace. And I've said that this Northwestern team is tournament caliber. So I'm hoping that tonight's offense can put up 70 plus points as well. And they're very much capable of doing that, especially the front court of uh, Bowie and Langborg, right? And of course, uh, you got Ty Berry in there. Brooks Barnheiser can uh, really make things hard uh, on the boards and on scoring. So, you know, as long as they can do their jobs, uh, then I could see this game really being a close one again, but maybe this time a little bit more scoring. But before I get into my predictions, uh, I do want to. Um, mention of players that the team should look out for so of course there's the obvious zach ed right that guy is probably going to be the college player of the year uh so matthew nicholson and whoever the backups bigs the coach collins is going to rotate against them you have to play practically the game of your life against this guy especially when you see him twice this year so of course this will be a great stepping stone to becoming a really really good college big uh, and in the last game against Texas Southern, Zach Eady had 15 points, went 4 for 4 from the field, 7 for 10 from the line, um, 6 total rebounds, and 3 blocks. So the Cats are going to have their hands full trying to get the ball around him and into the basket with him guarding it. Um, they also need to look out for Smith and Jones. Um, those, are their, those are their guards uh, that Purdue has for tonight or most likely tonight, and Artistar is in their front court. Last game out, Smith had 19 points with 10 assists. So you remember Jaden Ivey, right? Guy can score, guy can see, you know, and Smith is pretty similar to that. Obviously, he had a double-double last game, finding his teammates and scoring for himself, going 6-for-12 from the field, 2-for-4 from 3, perfect from the line. Uh, and Jones had 15 points. Uh, three rebounds, two assists, two steals. So, again, Langborg and Boo have to be on their A game tonight. But luckily, because they have that experience, especially at the tournament level, right, this can be a really good test for them to make sure that, you know, they can lead this team on both ends of the ball and show the world, or really the country, that they can keep up with the best guards in the nation. Uh, as far as their bench unit goes, from the last game, 
Gillis and Colvin were, and Berg were the um, contributors of note. Gillis scoring 11 points in 18 minutes. Colvin, 9 in 16. So even the bench for Northwestern has to step up to Nick Martinelli and company. Uh, you cannot be starter reliant. Obviously, we saw that last time out when uh, Northern Illinois basically had all their production from their starters and no bench production. Uh, so you kind of need to replicate that if you want a fighting shot at this game. This is going to be a full-on, this uh, full-on, maybe eight-on-eight eight type deal, right? This game is not going to be decided five-on-five. Five. And, you know, it would be funny to see if it actually was, but in all reality, both teams are going to have to play complete against each other. Purdue should not go in there and underestimate Northwestern, especially with the memory of having lost to them twice last year. And Northwestern should not get complacent or worried or scared of this team and play like they got nothing to lose. Try to get that first punch in the mouth, for lack of a better term, and back them into a corner that they can't get out of. And that's what seemed to work last time, right? Because it was a defensive struggle, low scoring, at least at the game at Welsh Ryan. And, you know, maybe that's the, also the recipe tonight. Try to get Purdue to not make shots. Limit them, get them to not move as well, right? Pretty much try and not say per se stall, but kind of make it tough, make it ugly. To an extent, make it boring, especially since we're living in an era where offensive basketball reigns supreme. But to me, if I really have to provide keys to the game, it's set the tone on defense. This is a defensive-minded squad, the Cats are, and they really, really needed to work overtime tonight against this team that looks like on a good day they can score at will and score pretty high when they play teams that are of quality and they are playing a team of quality tonight in our Wildcats. Um, don't make it easy for Edie, right? Um, you don't want to get into foul trouble, obviously, just because, you know, the guy can score from the inside like no other. But also, you got to get him to foul you, right? Free throws are a killer for a team uh, that forces them or um gives them right and they're a lifeline for those who take them so we need the cats to get to the line really really frequently tonight and the last thing is if the opportunity is there shoot you know the front court is full of shooters right barry langborg and boo booey right if they can get a really good shooting night and the front court of Purdue cannot keep up for whatever reason, then I can't see a scenario where if that happens, as well as forcing Edie to work very, very hard to the point where it's actually working against them, I can't see a scenario where the Wildcat faithful, mainly the student section, storm the court and just have the party of their lives on a rainy December Friday night in the Chicagoland area. Um, as I check the odds here, Purdue is a five and a half point favorite going into tonight's game. So that means that Northwestern does have a fighting shot. It's not like they're 10 points or 12 points. And the odds makers are seeming to notice that this Northwestern team is better than whatever ranking system is willing to give them. 
right? So um, if you look, or if we look into a lot of the categories, sure, Purdue just beats out Northwestern in every statistical category, maybe with the exception of free throw percentage. Um, Northwestern shooting 78% on the year while Purdue sitting 69.4. And Northwestern takes care of the basketball better and their assist to turnover ratio is better. But um, they're showing that this team is grittier than, than most. I wouldn't be surprised if Northwestern, at the end of it all, is the grittiest team in all of Big Ten. And because of that, they're on the upper echelon of the league. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, my prediction for tonight, sure, underdog, but the underdog wins tonight. I think it'll be, again, a very scrappy game. Scoring more, for sure. But I am going to go 69 for Purdue. 71 for the Cats. 71 to 69, Cats win. It'll be one of those games where those last two minutes can feel like an hour. And I think Chris Collins and the company are going to find a way to draw up some kind of good strategy to make sure that those two minutes or two hours, however you want to call it, um, Purdue gets nothing out of it. And, you know, the Cats come away victorious and everyone goes into the weekend on a high. So there you have it. 71-69 Cats. Let me know what you think. Do you think the Cats maybe get that notable loss or are we going to see more of the same where we can see a big upset here on a rainy friday night in december before i sign off again thank you so much for all the support it means a lot to me uh share the podcast with friends family colleagues anyone that is down to join the sports talk conversation i can be found on most podcast platforms Look up Offsea Sport. That's O F F C I E S P O R T. I'll be back Monday with a recap of this game. Hopefully, a Wildcat win. And hopefully, we get to hear football's fate in the bowl season. Thank you again so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the game and go, Cats.